0: What's up, everybody? It's your boy Lil D. We out here tonight on the Growing Up Italian Podcast.
1: What's up everybody this is the growing up italian podcast today we got special guest premium pete helping me special guest co-host co-host special co-host, guest co-host. Let's, let's be clear premium pete with the one and only little d how you
0: yes, doing d? i'm doing good man you're not little d here.
1: anymore man we were uh, just saying it before you know nems was saying he's he's average size d now he's he's becoming a man and uh i remember like yesterday seeing you doing these freestyles like yeah. little kid yeah. ripping yeah. 16 24 bars like nothing
2: you know, I'll tell you. You see a kid like Little D, right? I just watched a video you on Static Selector's show, the show off on uh, uh, Shave Four Five. shouts to Static Selector. Fourteen years old, two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago. Probably rapped for about three, four minutes straight. You know, um, <laughs> when you're fourteen years old, what is going through your mind up at a radio station like Shave Four Five, rapping for a guy like Static Selector?
0: Uh. I- I mean, at that point, it had felt natural because me and Static had built a relationship. Uh, I've been up there before. But the first time I was ever there, I was like 12 years old. And uh, that was crazy. Because, you know, you grow up watching these Shade 45 freestyles on Sway in the Morning, on show-off radio. You look at a guy like Static, not just for being on the radio, but you listen to his beats. You grow up on the stuff. I go to Edward R. Murrow High School, like Joey Badass, one of my favorite rappers. Yeah, he and went there. His first projects and his projects with his group pro era and capital steves all their stuff was originally produced by like static so to be up there with a guy i look at as a legend in a place that i look at as like a holy grail of hip-hop it's a crazy feeling especially being that young and coming in there like a fan
2: sure sure you know listen you're 16 years old right and you think about it (laughs) it's most people start at 16 it's like you know they're starting to get their footing if they try but here's the crazy thing. Your pops was telling me that a lot of middle-aged men love, because you rap over a lot of old-school beats, yeah. and you crushed them. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing. What would you say for people listening who want to know like, what his music is about or who he is or may not even know who you are? Yeah. What, is your, like, what do you rhyme about? What do you talk about? What is your, wh- who is Little D?
0: Well, uh, first and foremost, I'll always be about bars. I'm about punchlines. I'm about flipping words, flipping lyrics. I grew up on the greatest lyricists of all time. And no matter what type of beat I'm rapping on, whether it's boom bap, whether it's trap, whether it's drill, I want everybody to know that music is a lot better if you're spitting dope lyrics. That's what I'm all about. When so. you say
2: the greatest lyricists of all time, what are we talking about?
0: Big L, Eminem, Jay-Z, Biggie, Big Pun, Nas. All these guys, man. All of 90s, early 2000s. People that are universally considered legends.
1: So listen... You grew up in Coney Island, your mom's Italian, your dad's Jewish. We call those pizza bagels, like my guy. New yep, York Nico, shouts here. to New York Nico. How, how has being Italian influenced you in, in
0: music? Uh, you know what? It, it wasn't really being Italian that influenced me in music. It was more my parents, and, and they didn't necessarily listen to any stereo Typical type stuff, you know, my father, he used to play me hip-hop. He used to play me R&B. He used to play me soul and rock and freestyle and everything. It was less about the culture and where my family is from and more about living in Brooklyn, what my father had experienced here. But at the same time, you know, like my grandparents more, I I listened to like Italian music and stuff like that.
2: So, So being Italian and Jewish... But your father or your family diversified your listening of music, like yes. you just said. So, growing up, you didn't only listen to, say, DMX, Slick Rick, Big no. Daddy Kane. Yeah. You also listened to doo music or rock. or Freestyle. This, he
0: loves right? the freestyle. But I love I'm, freestyle.
2: Well, let me ask you, being being Italian and Jewish, right? Like, how, how, is, how, how has that mix been in being in hip-hop? Like, meaning, how has that helped you to be so diversified as well? Because keep in mind, you're not just coming in as somebody that the mindset is like... a. 16 year old kid I'm being honest If people look If people do the research On you You'll see like "Eh, This kid don't really Come off as 16 I do
1: want to give a shout out To his dad though Because he's super active In his life And As long as I know Little D Every event he comes to His dad's there And you know Gotta give flowers to the good dads out there. My
0: father is my best friend, and uh, you know what? Growing up, I didn't have a lot of friends. I was kind of the odd one out. I had heavy ADHD, very hyperactive, so a lot of people in school kind of kept their distance from me. When I didn't have friends, my father took it upon himself to be my best friend, you know, so like those car rides everywhere to the movies, to mini golf, to bowling, wherever we were going, you know, he would play that music and he would show me and he cultured me and and it's really, it it was all him And, and that's why whenever I go anywhere you'll see me with him because when I started to dream of being a rapper, most people would be like, oh, it's just a phase, oh, it's just a hobby, whatever. I told him I wanna do this, he's like, I believe in you son and we took it from there. It's been me and him from the start. So shout out to my father. I just got that's goosebumps from him. I know, I know, I know, my I know. Father. That's,
2: <laughs> that's not, a beautiful. You funny. know, listen. Um, that's a you're telling the wrong person that. You're gonna make me fucking uh, uh, tear up. That's a beautiful thing. You know, look. Um, having your family support you yes. is important. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I say this all the time. My parents, my family, still doesn't know what the fuck I do, but they support me. Yeah. And, so my, and
1: my family too. Yeah, and, and I'll be <laughs> honest, this right here—they have no idea what I'm doing. The whole barbecue, we just yeah, did, they yeah, have
2: I, no idea. I, I'll be honest. I don't you understand. Know. We made the
1: hamburgers. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, paid. Yeah, what?
2: yeah. <laughs> why no one buy the hamburger? You know. But anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying is is it is important. I'm being dead serious, and I love your mindset to appreciate having that support. You know, I, I'll be honest with you, especially when you think about growing up Italian podcast. Just what? It's not only about Italian, but just that family is yes. a big thing that- Family is, yeah.
0: is a huge thing yeah. while being Italian. And, and if anything, to answer the question you were asking me before, we kinda got okay. back talking about this guy right over there. But uh, you know what? The, the support of the family was was an amazing thing because you hear a lot about you know people don't go anywhere because they feel they don't have support. People get depression and anxiety and feel like they're not enough because they don't have a support system. I grew up where, and, and I'm blessed to say I grew up where I had a support system not only in my dad, not only in my mom, but my aunts, my grandparents, my cousins, my uncles. A- and family has always been a very important thing. So being Italian ha- has, has definitely made that uh, an amazing thing that I'm so blessed to have.
2: I mean, I should be proud of I will say this. Um, that will help you in your life. Anybody listening sure. or watching to understand this, I promise you. Um, I've been through a lot of different things in my life. I am here today because of the support of my family. I was away with people in group homes, residential programs, drug programs I got mandated to, jail. And a lot of them who didn't have family were good people. Yeah. Just did, it slipped through the cracks. I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you have that, it's a beautiful thing for your career. And you're such a young kid. Now, listen, you're 16 years old. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a weird question. What do, you, what do you want to become? Like, what do you want to... You're, you're a hustler. You're working hard at it. What would you like to... Like, what would you consider some success? Like, success uh, yeah.
0: would be... And, you know, I've never been about the money, although that's also because I'm a kid, you know, like I don't have to worry about paying the bills. Like I used to go do ciphers with guys that were 20, 30 years old, and they used to be like, we got to worry about paying bills. All Lil Lil D got to worry about is his homework and, and writing his bars. But what I would like is to be viewed by a lot of people as one of the greatest rappers of the new generation. I would like that critical acclaim. I would like to bring back some sort of form of lyrical hip-hop into the mainstream, because you'll see J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar, yes, they're lyrical, Drake can be lyrical, but at the end of the day, the most mainstream thing right now is a Polo G or a Lil TJ, and I'm not saying that's bad. I enjoy their music, I like what they have to bring to the table, but I feel that being successful for me would be to show people, kind of bring back what music was for me, and for a whole generation that doesn't really have a voice anymore. That would be success to me. And success to everybody is, you know, getting money, moving out of your current house, having a nice house, having luxuries. Of course I want that, but if I'm able to live, uh, if I'm able to have a job and do this on the side and and do this not part-time, but like have this be my life as well, but show these people that lyricism is here to stay, that's being successful to me.
1: Uh, I I, I, I can understand that. I really... He's way beyond his years, man. Yeah, it is, weird. Old. It, yeah, it is I, weird
2: hearing a 16-year-old talk right I, I
1: hear 16-year-old kids that the listen to TikTok music now and hearing you say that, is, hey, It's, it's cool.
0: I, I rock with some of that stuff. I go on TikTok, I find all kinds of dope songs, you know? And, and these A-Boogie guys, these Pop Smoke guys. Well, who do you want to work with? Of, I, I will work with anybody, you know? People from the new generation of hip-hop, people from the old generation of hip-hop. Obviously, I have my favorites. I want to work with my idols. I want to work with Eminem, Jay-Z, Nas. I, I, of course I want to work with these people, but I'm open t- to working with anybody really that has made a name for themselves in whatever industry, music, like hip-hop industry or R&B industry, whatever, just to show their audience, as I said before, that you could rap over whatever beat and still be lyrical and still have a beat dope.
2: You know, when you're 16 and a rapper, do you think like maybe even older people? And I know your father said the, the age group 25 you know, to 40, meaning like a lot of real hip hop has, yeah. you know, like, oh, okay, this kid's fucking pretty good. Do you, do you have like this stigma where you feel like people look at you as a kid, even though you are a kid? Yeah. It's weird because hip hop and bars are like, they want to, you want to be respected. And it's like, but you're so young. It's so, it's such a, it's a great thing, but it's something that you're going to have to cut. That's, to, you know?
0: Yeah. That's always been a struggle. And as we were talking before, like we started recording, you know, I didn't want to be that kid. I didn't wanna be the America's got talent kid. I don't wanna do I don't wanna go down that road because not only do like the main industry view that as corny, but that's not who I wanted to be. I wanted to be somebody that you just want to be nice. really a part of this culture, you know, and, and not viewed as somebody who like took it and, and Yeah, culture, you wanna be taken you know, serious. I wanna be taken seriously, but another struggle being a kid and being a rapper is there are places like these clubs, places I can't go because I'm young, where people network, people make relationships. I can't do that yet. Because you know, you're too young. Yes, that I'll tell you what. Be being struggle. that
1: you know you can't go into these bars and sit side by side have a drink with somebody, you've been doing a pretty damn good job. Hell, you yes, being underage. Well,
2: tell your I, father to get you a fake ID.
0: How you doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no detention.
2: Yeah,
0: but you know, I, I uh, that that's been my biggest struggle. But I do everything I can. I grind hard. I think anybody that has followed me for a while can see I grind and I do anything that I can to make a relationship of any sort really and and
2: that's well what i think I'm your father that. has been a big influence of on course. you but i got a question for you how hard is it because the only you know to be your age do you feel like you're have missing out on some of your childhood Now, going on you're living your life and yeah, you're living your, sure. no but what i mean is you're not and i mean this respectfully but you're not the average 16 year old
0: you know it, it has been hard i've had a lot of hard times i've had a lot of hard days Uh, You know, but but as a kid, as I said before, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends. I wasn't good at playing sports. I didn't have a a traditional childhood to begin with, being that for a long time. As I said before, my father was my number one guy. That was my best friend. You know, as I got into high school, I had already hit high school with 20,000 followers on Instagram, having been on the radio, having been posted by Michael Rappaport and, and doing all kinds of things that a lot of people have never done. And on one hand, it's cool, because it gave me a way to make friends. But at the same time, it's hard, because you'll become friends with somebody because they admire you for being a rapper, this, that, the other thing and then you become close and they stop seeing me as Lil D and they start seeing me as Danny and when they start seeing me as Danny and realizing we come from the same place, the same family upbringing, the same school system and I'm going to become this and they are here, jealousy begins to come into play and that's been the main reason for me losing friends on top of friends on top of friends. Yeah, jealous.
1: I don't ever want to be a kid again. You know what, Pete? I I can tell you one thing though. If I had the blue check in high school...
0: I would destroy,
1: <laughs> you know, that blue check in in high school. How many pe How many kids? You guys go. How did you get the blue check? I mean,
2: oh, even I'm more. sure. I'm sure even about just. And again, it goes back to what I was saying. I don't know if I said this on air or or, or uh, off air. Yeah. But you could become popular. Yeah. And you could become famous, in this day and age. Without even making any money, so it's hard for a lot of people to cut teeth and figure it out. And people go viral. But you, it's crazy because it seems like you have a mission. You you know, you have, uh, this is not a fad. This is not uh, playing around. I think that you're taking the time to do that. I'll tell you, I will say, uh, uh, I know this is like an episode, but as a special guest host, I'm just going to give you uh, some quick advice. And I will say that even when people don't believe in you, you need to believe in yourself. Of course. Because hear me out, people believe in people who believe in themselves. So you have to come off confident and you have to continue to do your homework, because people are going to, especially in hip-hop, it's a, it's a certain genre, you're going to get uh, 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 checked on if you know this. You're going to historically, you know, when you try to say, you know this, so meaning it's, it's, it's important that you continue to perfect your craft. For sure. Right? Continue to let pe- more people know about you. Now, if people don't know about you, it's okay. Yeah. But how do they learn about you? For sure. And I think things like this, you know, growing up on Grown Up Italians podcast and really just telling your story uh, um, and and letting people know, you know, I'll be honest with you. uh, um, It's inspiring to me to hear how much you love your father. Again, I keep on saying as a parent, you're not the regular 16 year old kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's funny because it's like, you know, drop some bars off and then you'll just go live your life. Right. Yeah. But what makes what makes a kid like you, 16 years old, what do you do for fun?
0: Uh, I mean, I hang out with my friends. (laughs) <laughs> that's he loves mob
2: movies yeah
0: I, I mean I hang out with my friends I hang out with my girlfriend yeah I, hey, girlfriend hey, at 16 right.
2: that's gotta be tough
0: uh, it's not tough I love her very well, much that's very She's, good and you know what you know a lot of these girls where I'm at right now would see a, a blue check and, and however many yeah exactly think more just, yeah. just be like on me for that but I can tell that if I wasn't little d tomorrow my girlfriend would still be with me and supported me and be right by my side what's her name annalisa
2: annalisa salute okay <laughs>
1: um well, i want to kind of get his yeah. like whole story how how this all started like what made you start rapping like do you know what
2: age did you start rapping yeah, and was like, Little? D? yeah
1: there's a cypher i know he was 12 years old right the the cypher you did yeah yeah
0: and uh, was, was little d the first name little d was the first name and it's because you know what like people make jokes and shit like i don't blame him. i was probably doing the same shit but you know what uh my dad's name starts with D. His name's Darren. My name starts with D. My name is Daniel. So when I would go around my family, Big D, Lil D. You know, it, it's like anywhere, like Big Pussy, little Pussy, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. but that's, that's how it was. So originally, I, when I wanted to start rapping, I was like, oh, Lil D. You know, that's my name. So did you go
2: to your pops and, and say, well, obviously your pops loves hip hop and he loves classic hip hop, yeah. he loves old school hip hop. That's a genre and that's an age group he grew up in. When did you go to him and just tell him, like, yo, I want to become a rapper? Here's what I did.
0: Look, I, I love the culture so much, and when you love something so much and you're not a part of it, of course you're going to want to be a part of it in some way. I feel like everybody can relate to that in some sense. So, you know, I was listening one day, and I took one of the notebooks I had from school, and I just, I, I, it's crazy. Rest in peace, DMX. The first beat I ever wrote a rap to was Party Up by DMX, and I wrote... I wrote a rap, and I was kind of like, not biting, but like I was taking Someone some stuff too. from Eminem. Like, every, I, you know, everybody in the 313, put your motherfucking hands up and follow me. I did that, but I was like, everybody in the 718, put your hands in the air, because you know I'm great, and I, I did a verse. I know the whole verse by heart, still my first rap. Air Jordans every day, I be wearing high tops, punch you in the eye. People call you Cyclops, riding on my Segway, Paul Blart, Mall Cop, and I wrote it down all on on this one sheet of paper <laughs> and i came out to the living room and my dad was sitting there and my mom was sitting there and i was like dad i just wrote a rap and i i showed it to him and he was like oh that's dope we should go record it i had a youtube channel just for shits and giggles like every like fifth grade kid had at my age you know in my like time where i grew up so i just put a video on youtube and then i wrote another one, and I, wrote another one and I wrote another one i wrote another one i met nems I was going to buy Shout a hat. out to Nems. Shout yeah, to Nems. I, we just did
1: the gorilla barbecue. I, I went
0: to buy a hat from Nems, and my dad was like, "Yo, kick some rap for the Nems." So I, I I did whatever rap I had, and he actually like made everybody stop their cars on Mermaid Avenue to <laughs> listen to what I'm doing. He put me on my first show. He had me come rap wherever he rapped, and if I didn't run into Static Selecta in the street coming out of like Cinematic Music Group studio. Years ago, Nems would have gotten me on the radio for my first time. So shout out to Nems, But that's how it really started for me. And then we got involved with this thing called Cypher Circuit on Instagram. And it, it doesn't really exist anymore. Uh, the people running it like stopped running it, kind of ran its course. But Cypher Circuit was this platform on Instagram where people that loved hip-hop, they would post a beat from one of their producers or just an old-school hip-hop beat and it would be the beat of the week and every week people would post raps and the top 10 raps would be mentioned on their like SoundCloud podcast you know and people would come up and spit freestyles much like they do at show off but it was like real underground like not many people knew about it and then they would come and do a cypher in Philadelphia like year after year and I got in on the back half the last two cyphers and that's where i really got the rap every week thing, because when it finished, I was like, okay, just because it finished doesn't mean I'm not going to put out a rap every week, and I put out a rap every week, and by my third week of doing it on my own, Rappaport posted me, and right then and there, like,
2: do, exploded. Do, do you, do you like, enjoy just getting off what's on top of your head, as far as uh, uh, rhymes? Hell yeah. Like, what, like, what's on your mind if you had to say something right now? What was some, you know, what... Tell the people what what's on your mind right now.
0: Yo, the craziest thing is, like, it, it, well, mostly in school, like, I would, they would be teaching something like the Black Death or, like, the Black Plague. Like, I would write stuff like that down and go home and write right, stuff yeah. about, like, like, see history $10 stuff, dollar yeah. bills over there, water bottle, post-it notes, sunglasses, <laughs> wooden table. You write Poland all the time? Spring. Yeah, if there's something that inspires me, like, I, one time I just saw a Poland spring bottle and I'm like, I hold the, I hold... I hold the ring. They know I'm king. I grow some rings. I'm flowing like Poland spring. And I was just, I wrote it down. You know, anything you just write it down and, and it, it could become something. You know, I have this whole folder in my notes on my, on my phone and it's called The Pocket. And it's just stuff, years and years and years of stuff I wrote down that I didn't use. And if I'm ever feeling uninspired or writer's block, mm. I'll just copy and paste it into a new note and I'll go from there. That doesn't happen often. Because I don't really get writer's block often, but if I'm ever feeling uninspired, you know, I'll throw sure, so. sure. there, drop it in, that's how I do it's it. It's crazy,
2: 16 years old, talk about writer's block. <laughs> I, would, I would never think that, 16 years I've old. Only,
0: I've only had uh, writer's block maybe once, and it was because uh, last summer, my my no passed away, tragically, rest, rest in, in peace, peace uh, and, and he was a great guy, you know, he was like, he was the man, and... He had a garden in the backyard. He used to make his own wine. He used to make his own sauce. I have so many great memories with my I 100. got the pepper in the backyard. And and, and he, was, he was with me my whole life, so it was hard to lose him. And during COVID, too, you know, couldn't even really go see him in the hospital when he was dying. Uh, and the worst part was, like, fu- the funeral. And I said it in a rap, too. I, I did a Dear 2020 rap, and I did a... Dear COVID rap. And, and I just basically said like...
2: Dear COVID rap. Yeah, like... Hold on, let me hear some of that. You have it? You still remember it?
0: I don't know if I still remember. I know that Dear 2020... 2020? I know dear let me hear me some of it. I was like six feet come apart closer, from my aunts, it, yeah. uncles, and cousins. I saw my grandmother and wanted to get to hugging, but I can't. I'm scared. I don't want to lose another. Because I got one homie, saw that he just lost his brother. I got another homie, saw that he just lost his father. I got another. nah let me stop. No need to bother. And, and, and you know, like... I that's another thing. Like, I put that down into words, whatever I'm feeling. But I lost my no-no. And on top of that, I had a group of friends. And they all, you know, kind of dipped on me and left me. And I was feeling real uninspired. And I was feeling like I couldn't put the pen down because I, I would just had so much going on. So that's when I really took whatever I had in my pocket, wrote down, put it up on Instagram.
1: For, for your fans on Instagram, I mean, I don't know if any of them know, but your your mother was born in body, right? Yes, she was born How in body. How old was she uh, when she came here?
0: She came here around 5 years old she came with my nonna my nonno and uh, her two sisters and they moved to Gravesend
1: it's it's so different when you have like a parent that's that's born in Italy because the traditions are so strong. Like I could just imagine, like your nonna, nonna having an accent. It's like, oh yeah. When you hear that accent, I just start cracking yeah. up. Like when we talk to my dad,
0: I just start. Yeah, no, nah, it's hysterical. And, especially
2: know, their mindset too, you know. So that's good that they yeah. support you, you know. You know,
0: so, yeah. My nonna and my nonna have, like have the like hardcore Italian accent. And one time, I sent a video at the Nems of my nonna saying "fuck your life," and she was like
2: "fuck your life,"
0: and it was very
2: funny. <laughs> Why do you want me to say this for? Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. You I know, put, Not nice. one
0: time I put so, a six nine filter on her face from snapchat and i made her yell bitch i'm silly and she was like she yeah. was trying to do it for five minutes. no 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 no, man you you can have
2: <laughs> fun with them i remember one time i had uh i had and rest in peace at grandma premium i i had uh this tax stone on a podcast with me uh man uh free tax stone um and um i remember she they were talking with each other and she was like Rats get bats and snitches get stitches. And she was 97 at the time. He was dying. (laughs) So it's cool. You know, even when, you know, I relate a lot to um, the young part of you. You know, when you said that every part of your family, I even remember, like, buying uh, video games back in the day and only having, like, $30. Yeah. That I saved up, and that my aunt would give me five, and my yeah, that's crazy my grandmother too. would they, give me five, my grandfather would give me five, and to be able to put that together. And the point I'm trying to make to you is, I think that you're in a spot. You know, I, I hear like a lot of these kids may not understand where you're going, but stay focused, yeah, and continue to you know build your. Build, build your following. Build your, build what you want to do, man. It's exciting to hear your journey. You know, you're a young kid, man. Now, Let, why little? To- why let's, little? Let's not to- big. <laughs>
1: he's he's average now.
2: A- average size. Yeah. Yeah. Average
1: what I was gonna say was, they call me Danny James. Yeah. Out now. Listen, man. I, I listened to the project. I love. It. I actually heard him on a drill record, which I never thought I would hear. Is there a reason why uh, why you decided to get on some some well, beats like that? Well, here's
0: what happened really. Uh I don't know. I, I, these guys shot my video like a while back, my old school video for the EP I did with Marco Polo and the guy shooting. Shout, the out, video. To yeah, Polo, yeah, shout yeah. out to Marco Smoking Polo. Shout out to Marco Polo. Smoking Mad Newport. I haven't, I have spoken to him in in ages, but yeah, we we did a we did an EP together way mm-hmm. back like when I was going into way my to, year. Way <laughs> back It was like <laughs> last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> way way back, way three back, two two years ago. No, I'm, playing. But I'm playing. No, 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 but but for real, uh Like, they were like, oh, I produce beats. So I came down and and produced a beat right in front of my eyes. And, uh, like, that's the song that came to be thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And then while we were there, he just showed me another beat, and that's the song that became For the Bag. And, like, these are two trap beats, and I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm being lyrical, and I'm going crazy with my cadence and my flows on these trap beats, and I have these, like, new age, new style-type hooks Where it's like, I kind of wanted to create this thing called Boom Trap. Like, you know, Boom Bap. Like, I was calling it Boom Trap. And, And it was like, showing the old school fans that even though these beats might not be what you're used to listening to, it can still be dope hip hop. And showing the kids my age, which was my main goal with this, that the hooks can be your style it can be like poppy hooks you know like you even had that back in the day you had the back in the day when i was young i'm not kidding kidding anymore. anymore like the melodies and stuff you know you had that back in the day but showing these kids you can have hooks like that and go on beats like that with your favorite like, what's your favorite, like, rappers rap on? And, and it can be lyrical, and it can be 10 times better than what you already listen to. Because my one of my favorite things about rap was listening to a Jay-Z or an Eminem. Like, they would have bars that make you jump out of your seat like wow that's crazy yeah like you'd re-listen wow that's crazy so i can only imagine how much kids my age would love the music that they listen to if polo g or a boogie or lil tj were saying lines caption music i call it
1: yeah instagram captions that
0: was my thing and the drill record like i don't know i i rapped over drill beats a few times on instagram and i was like you know what I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna see what I can do, and I made the record. and I was very, I was very happy with it. And I feel like I, no matter what type of hip hop you listen to, you could vibe with it.
2: And I you think, know? I think that's important that you say that, especially as a kid. And I think never forget that you're a kid. And I, don't mean, and what I mean by that, not in a disrespectful way, in a way of, like you know, sometimes when you want to take the road of like real hip hop, it's almost like when you think about like the true crime genre, when it's like people want to just be real stories, no fabricated stories, no nothing. Yeah. I would just say, listen, enjoy yourself. Take your, take this time, this journey to perfect your craft, continue to do what you're doing, build your audience. Obviously people fuck with you. Yeah. Um, and, and continue to believe in yourself, even when people don't believe in you. I'll tell you. It's something. a cold world. Yeah,
0: it is. And you know what? Even though I'm so young, trust me when I say I've experienced it. My entire time in middle school, the three years I was in middle school, uh, I had my my one friend, Lavelle. I had my boy, Devante, too. But, like, Lavelle was my brother. Like, that's my brother. He used to look out for me. And uh, Lavelle was my guy in middle school when literally the entire school was disrespecting me. Didn't want me to amount to anything telling me you'll never make it, you'll never do it, your shit sucks, you're terrible, this, that, the other thing. Mm. No matter what crowd you roll with, the cool crowd, the nerd crowd, this crowd, that crowd, it was a universal thing to hate on me. And I took that as inspiration. Mm. You know, like I would, I would sit with my friend Lavelle at lunch and he would sit there and he would pull up beats on his phone. I would write stuff on the spot while the whole world was laughing at me. I was honing my craft and it's crazy because as I said Michael Rappaport posted me and I went from like 7,000 followers to like 23,000 followers in in like less than 24 hours when he posted me I was at lunch in school and it was a week away did you get a
1: heads up that you were getting that no it
0: was a week away from graduation from a school full of kids who had disrespected me every single day and I just Go on my Instagram, the whole math class, zzz, 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 on my phone. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm not trying to pull it out. I'm not trying to get in trouble. I go to lunch. I pull out my phone. Rapaport posted me. And then Lord Finesse posted me. And then Vinnie Paz posted Shout me. Shout out to Lord Finesse. And they all posted me. You got Fat Joe commenting. You got Immortal Technique following me. You got, it, it was going crazy. And I look in my DM and Rappaport's like, your shit was dope today. I posted it. I got on top of the table. Teachers were trying to get me down, and everybody was trying to, like, like try and support me. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And, and, then, and then this one kid came up to me, and he was like, oh, Daniel thinks he's the shit. Nah, I told him not, nah, bro. I've been the shit. There said, you go. I said, never talk to me again. said, I'm graduating. I'm blocking you off my you account. Go. Don't ever speak to me. Well,
2: well, well I, I want to say this one last thing. I don't know what else Sabino has to say, but I want to say this last thing to you. You know, um, I love your honesty. I love how honest you are, okay? And I do want to say this, and I'm telling you, this is not, uh, this is facts. Don't let people take you off your fucking game. Because the same people, once you become something in their eyes, are going to be all over you. Hey, of course, I've something. seen it. I've seen
0: it. It happens yeah. right now. So what I'm saying to is, everybody. take
2: it with a grain of salt. I, I know you're just, young, but take it with a grain of salt. And continue to perfect your craft. Always. Ladies and gentlemen, Little D, okay? From Coney Island. Now he's resting around. Okay, where, where are you from now? Coney Island. He's still, he's still living in Coney Island? Yeah. He's supposed to get the fuck out. What's the matter with you, dad? All right, no problem. <laughs> anyway, listen. That, for, for me, I, I'll be honest with you. Like I was telling, I love, I like your cadence. I love how you don't sound like you're heavy breathing when you're rapping. Yeah. Even when you're freestyling. So that's an important thing. And like I said, I just want to wish you the best. um, You know, to continue to... You know, I I can't imagine 16 years old. I'm being honest with you. So I want to wish you the best. But like I said, continue to put your foot on the fucking gas. Of course. Sorry if I'm cursing. But just being being real. Listen, I
1: want to sit down with Lil D just to document this. I've been a big fan of yours. I'm excited to see what's next for you. You're yeah. only 16 years old. He has plenty of more stuff on the way.
2: Yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay, good, good.
1: So, um, the last thing I wanted to ask, really, just to have some fun, was you're a big mob movie fan. What's your top five mob movies?
2: That's hard.
0: All right, first off, before we start this, do we consider Scarface a mob movie?
2: What do you think, Pete? <laughs> You know that's a good question, but uh, not Italian mob, that would have to be. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it's not Italian time, but I yeah, will it say it's, Italian mob. It's a great, to be Italian State of mob, grace, of say, mob movie. And that's full. Irish mob you could the say you could say New Jack City, but if you're talking about certain mom, so yes, I would say it's 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 okay. diverse. So then that's
0: number one. I love okay. Scarface, Scarface, and my next album's gonna be called Coney Montana, and uh, hey. I already have a song called Coney Montana, and that's my favorite movie probably ever. So that's number one. Uh, number two. Bronx Tale probably because you know what you get every side of like cinema you get the you get the, the gangster guy. stuff lessons. and you get the lessons and you just like a very heartfelt movie and you, sure. you fall in love with the characters so that would have to be two, I mean three everybody's gonna say Godfather Godfather Two you know like those classic movies, uh, Goodfellas, dope movie love Goodfellas there's so many to choose from man when, it, it's bro a lot you're 16 of, years old when the fuck did stuff? you start watching these movies. <laughs> uh you know what like, i waited till i was older because i my father was dad trying to, yeah yeah my I father love my father had me watch these movies when i was younger but i didn't understand them so
2: i recently like covid covid I'm, I'm every re-watching night them every night A bro, movie, bro. parents didn't for give sure. a fuck after covid that's it it's good fellas tonight you know no, for real but people you know thought what? they were dying uh what about sopranos did you watch
0: sopranos sopranos like? sopranos is the greatest show of all time And uh, I love Sopranos, and my favorite scene from Sopranos is probably when they got Mikey on the floor in the woods. He's like, please don't shoot, please don't shoot. He goes, And then Christopher goes, you shot my friend Brendan Fallone in the bathtub, no chance to run. He goes, no, it wasn't me, it was Junior, it was Junior. Yeah, sure, Junior, Mr. Magoo. And Paulie has the poison ivy on his hands, like, Poison ivy everywhere. I can feel it itching already. And they start killing you. Uh, that's, that's that that, that, like, yeah, that I, is classic. That, that
2: is that classic. One, when, when Paul so, Lee, what's
0: your favorite Sopranos episode? My favorite Sopranos episode. Uh, well, probably the Pine Barrens.
2: Oh, the, everybody says that.
0: Yeah, everybody I, I, says that's exactly what I was I about want, to I want say. I, want, I classic, want like an underground classic, one. Like, underground one. Uh, there's so many to choose from, man.
1: I'll tell you, one of my favorites is when uh, Tony goes to college with Meadow. Oh he yeah, yeah, like yeah. Good morning, rat.
0: <laughs> no, uh, you know classic. what? It, it it's gonna be crazy for people to hear, but you know what? The the episode that touched me the most was when Coney was when Tony Coney, when Coney. Tony Coney Island. Tone, when Tony was in the coma uh after getting shot by Junior in the sixth season, uh, and he was having that dream when he came to the family reunion and uh you got Tony B standing right there trying to take his luggage and you see his mother standing and and it's like he's about to go heaven or hell or whatever that was. You know, like he's about to reach the other side. I think that was a really dope take on what happens yeah, yeah. after. And, and I also st- sat there and I was very quiet the rest of the Those day after I watched episodes. it. Yeah, and I, I, I thought about like, I, I am, can only imagine if that's what it's really like what my is doing right now. He's probably up there with a guitar on a horse in a backyard tomato with the pool, garden tomato making garden, yeah. tomato sauce with his brothers that he loved and his father and Spaghetti his bolognese. that he hasn't seen in a long time. You know, and that that's probably the, my... One of my favorite episodes too, uh, but my movies. You know, I love *State of Grace*, *Pope of Greenwich Village*, all kinds of these. Charlie, they took my thumb.
2: <laughs> love these this movies. These kid's too young to know all these movies. It's a, it's actually impressive. <laughs> He's
0: a impressive. 16 year old and a 40 year old man's It's body.
2: A, it's impressive. So the new project. 40
0: year old man and a 16 year old. Yeah, other way, other way, other way. that too.
2: So a new project is out right now. They call right? me Danny James. Out everywhere. Check it out. And 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 the next
0: project is coming out. Uh, I, have, I only have a few songs for it, but uh, calling it Coney Montana, unless we take a quick detour. Since I did this whole uh, trap EP with drill songs and love songs and stuff, I'm probably just gonna make sure that my like core hip hop fans that don't even mess with none of that know I'm still with them. Probably make a, a boom bap EP, call it Lil Uh That that might happen in between or after whatever, but Coney Montana too is coming and uh go listen to they call me danny james i got a track with terminology i just recorded that's gonna drop and uh
1: shout out to terminology. shout out to
0: terminology dad, about to do uh about to do a song with my man the truth from bad fellas been talking to frank b we're definitely gonna rock on something for all, for all the the people who rocked with that uh and i also have a song with black sheep Drez uh an afro coming out on Dresden new album produced by Jay Dilla. Mind you, Jay Dilla died when I was two years old. So uh they
2: had some crazy,
0: crazy Hey crazy listen, thing. just
2: keep on keep on, you know, knocking goals off. Keep on building the 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 resume so to speak and and like I said keep on believing in yourself. Little D, I mean Sabine uh, You know let's take him home man. I mean I think that people <laughs> people people here's the thing I say this is not my show. I'm just a special guest co-host I say, if you don't know Little D, hopefully you learned a little bit more, okay? For sure. A little bit more about this kid and, and, and he put you on his map. But if you did know him, now maybe you learned a little bit more that you didn't yeah, know. So, and so, anybody
0: okay. who's watching this who isn't familiar with what I do, you know, also check out my Instagram, Little D Raps. Uh, yeah. I, I post videos. We'll put it in the bio. Yeah, so. I, I post videos uh, every week of me rapping. Uh, freestyles. I do freestyles on radio shows like Show Off. Uh, when they open up Sirius XM, again, I'm probably going to go up. Do a couple of those. I have a lot of stuff in the pocket. I just dropped my new project. There was a project before that. A lot of features coming out. Uh, make sure you check it out, man. I don't think anybody out there would be disappointed, because no matter what type of hip-hop you like, I feel there's something there for you if you come and listen to me. No doubt.
1: Love it. All right guys, little D check out They Call Me Danny James, available
2: wherever music is available.
0: Facts. And that's it.
2: Little D, the young cessation, growing up Italian. Peace well, out.
0: Peace out.